Hello and welcome back to another episode of I Know I Sound Crazy. I just have to say thank you to everybody who listened to my podcast last week. I could not have dreamt up a better launch day if I tried. Like I found myself in tears at multiple points throughout the day because I was just so damn grateful. Like I beat all my streaming goals I had set for myself for the day. So everyone who sent me screenshots of like them listening to it or posted it on your Instagram story, just you don't know how much that means. Thank you so much. Shifting gears, I have a friend today. Also, this is my first time dual recording. So if the audio gets like wonky for a sec, please just bear with me because I am learning. But this is a friend from college. He is hypercritical, like probably the most critical person I've ever met in my life. So I'm sort of regretting this, but he's here. So, you know, we got to just roll with it. And he really doesn't believe one single conspiracy theory, except for the Mandela effect. This is such a humbling introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jacob Street. Hi, thank you. Hi, yeah. Um, What are your thoughts on the Mandela effect? Um. I do, in fact, believe that it is real. Okay, we, good. We're facing it. Good. This very day. Good. Um, like specifics. Oh yeah, he. I told him I was like, Judge Judy didn't have a gavel. He goes, Yes, did she did. She I had saw it. A gavel. Like, I watch Judge Judy every day at work. <laughs> <laughs> when I should be working, I am watching Judge Judy. Good. And I know for a fact on my grandma's life that she does have a gavel, indeed. Okay, so this would be a classic example of the Mandela effect. I just, I don't know, like, because I'm like, I feel like if I went and tried to find a video of her holding a gavel, like, I could easily you do it. You can't, though. I already did this, Jacob. You looked into it? Yes. Okay. There's promotional pictures of her holding the gavel, but no videos. Oh, like, never in the episode. Yeah, but people remember her, like, slamming the gavel down at the end of a court case, and that never actually happened. Well, you know that meme where she, like, slams her hand down the table? Yes. And she's, like, slam- so maybe that's what I'm confusing it no, with. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Okay, girl. Jacob, no. That's oh. the whole point is that we can't all remember it one way and then all be wrong. I mean, yeah, you're right. I know. It's just crazy. I know. Tea. It's pretty on brand. That's the tea. <laughs> um, so we couldn't decide what to talk about. I said, what do you want to talk about? Jacob said the Mandela effect. I said, I've already done a full episode on that. So we got to figure out something else. And I let him look up conspiracy theories. And he said, ooh, there's one here that says people aren't born gay. <laughs> I said, you're going to end my conspiracy. <laughs> I said, you're going to end my podcasting career before it starts. So we're not. Yeah, girl, you're never going to take off. We're not doing that. <clears throat> Jacob is gay. That's why it's funny. If you guys didn't get that. <laughs> If you can't guess that from my shrill, <laughs> flaming voice. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so the one I want to talk to you about today is oh okay. Taylor Swift. Okay. Okay. Not a huge fan. I'm just going to start that off. I know. <laughs> and I'm sure that may be controversial <laughs> That's already. <extreme. laughs> That's a conspiracy. Okay, we got to get it together. We got to get it together. So I would like to say, before I start this off, that this is my humble opinion. Okay. And I am not in the business of outing people. I would never out somebody. Therefore, I am just going to be saying what is literally just fact. It's going where you think it's going. She's a lesbian. Jacob, shut up. Okay, I'm I'm buckling up for this one. This yeah. is interesting. Buckle okay. up. I can't believe I've never talked to you about this theory before. I don't think that you have. Okay. 
Well, I just wanted to, I feel like that disclaimer is really important. I'm a huge fan. I love her. I think she's an angel. Like, okay. I think she's a very talented songwriter. Huge fan. I agree. Huge fan. I'm going to make you a fan. That's going to be the other goal of this podcast. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make you a terrible fan. Tough mountain to climb. No, it's not because the way she chooses her singles doesn't make sense. And people hear bad blood and they're like, well, this sucks, but that's like her weakest song probably of all time. So I don't know why that ever got airtime. That's actually a crime. Anyway, <clears throat> back to the task well, at hand. Uh, well, before, okay. Can okay. we just take a quick pause? Uh, okay. Yeah. Because you want me like, to actually pause? Well, let's, yeah. Let, no, 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 no. Not like really pause, but like, if like, let's just say for example, like you, okay. So like, she's just more so like, oh, I'm like riding in the car. <laughs> Hear me out. Because I just thought about it and I was like, before these kids drag the dog shit out of me for not liking Taylor Swift, like, I just got to say something like, I like her. I think she's very pretty. Um, and I think that she does write good songs. And I do think like her music is catchy. It's just, I, I'll never be like, oh shit, that's just good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, have that's ever, just what I mean. Have you ever listened to All Too Well? No. You're looking at me like an idiot some now. Yeah. So when you listen to All Too Well, you can come back to me and tell me you're not a Taylor Swift fan. Okay. It's her best song. No, it's one song. It's her best song, hands down. Everybody knows it. Ask anybody what's Taylor Swift's strongest song. One, two, three. They're going to say All Too Well. But it never was a single. By the way, I just need you guys to know that. Yeah, wait. Let me. Girl, let me just say this. I'm sure for Ashlyn's normal guest, she's going to get on here and be like, just if, if you are thirsty, I'll get you a glass of water. Please speak into the mic. Ashlyn's like, no burping, no saying these words, <laughs> no snorting. You snort a lot, Jacob. I'm like, okay, I'm a Cretan. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Jacob, we are literally. Like continue. We're going so off track. Proceed. Yes. Okay. Taylor Swift I just, all too well. I just, yes. I'm a huge fan okay. and I'm going to make you a fan of hers too, but I am not in the business of outing anybody. I would never do that. I would literally never do that. You can ask Jacob himself. He came out to me and I kept my mouth shut for how long? Ye- years. I said, I don't know why people were shocked. Well, girl, you, you're like, I did not say a word. Meanwhile, my closet door was, you know, bedazzled <laughs> with jewels hanging from the top. He regularly was wearing infinity scarves. Right. And everybody was shocked when he came out of the closet. People were like, not Jacob. Yeah, I'm like getting drunk. Like, girl, can I wear your heels? <laughs> and then I come out and everyone's like, oh, no. <laughs> say it's not so. <laughs> Okay, we we really we okay. Focused. okay. Speaking okay. of gay, Taylor Swift's a lesbian. Okay, so the conspiracy theory that we are covering is, I personally do not think that she is straight. I'm not going to go as far as to say I think she's a lesbian. Just like 100 percent straight. She's not. So okay. she's. I tend to lean towards bi, but I think she prefers women. It's weird to speculate about someone's sexuality, which is why this next part is so important. I'm literally just pulling from examples in her very own music and her own words from interviews and things that have happened, like the timeline of things that have happened. But also, I think it's worth mentioning that she puts clues in her music. You said that you knew that. Like, Mm -hmm. she'll capitalize random letters in her liner notes. You pull it out. It spells something. For a woman who goes so above and beyond with her clues, she has to know what she's doing at this point. So it's either like you're putting in clues because you want people to think this 
So like, do you want them to think it because it's fun and there's some mystery and you're not ever really going to come out and say it? Or are you trying to tell your fans and if they're smart enough to pick up on it, then cool. I also think it has a lot to do with like overhead decisions. And that bothers me because I think people should be able to do what they want. And I think in the entertainment industry, you never really own yourself, right? Like we've seen that with her music. Like that's happened. She doesn't even own her masters. And I think we are lied to constantly. Like we see what the entertainment industry wants us to see. And that's just my opinion. But the the entertainment industry is fabricated. So I guess that's like the main conspiracy here that the entertainment industry paints these celebrities how they want us to see them. And that's it. And it it might be the exact opposite of how the celebrity actually is. Okay, so we're going to start this off with a quote by Mrs. T. Swift herself. She said, I love to communicate via Easter eggs. I think the best messages are cryptic ones. Easter eggs can be left on clothing or jewelry. Lots of examples of this exist over the history of my career. So with the Lover album, she wore all rainbow stuff. Which one was that? Jacob. <laughs> Girl, like the I'm album really called trying. Lover. <laughs> is that the one where she's in the big red dress? Or is that like 1975? <laughs> I believe you mean 1989. Girl, I Lover is okay. you need to calm down. When she's in the trailer park. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So in that music video, actually, she has pink, purple, blue hair. Well, that was a very like gay centric yes, song. We'll get there. And music video. We'll okay. get there. It's on the okay. list. <clears throat> so we're actually going to start with um, Taylor Swift's first album in 2006. Oh, what, a, what a treasure. <laughs> okay. So there was a girl named Emily Poe who was Taylor Swift's fiddle player. By the way, to everyone listening, Jacob's never heard any of this. And he's like <laughs> looking at me so intently right now. Like he has no I, yeah, idea what I'm, I'm about to say. And we're just going to record off a cliff head first. Yeah. We're just going to re- record the live reaction. So her first album came out in 2006. Emily is her fiddle player. They're on tour together. They're very close. And Taylor Swift has a blog and she's constantly mentioning Emily in her blog. And the blog stops mentioning Emily around December, 2007. Around that same time, Emily is fired and replaced and no reason is ever given. So okay. in 2008, she releases a song called Breathe with Mrs. Colby Calais. And the hidden message in the liner notes of Breathe is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. In April 2020, Colby Calais does an interview. And she says, I had so much respect for her. I think the song that we did, it was a really special thing. She was writing about something she was going through with a band member at the time, and she was pouring her heart out about it. So there was a lot of speculation of if that song had been about Emily, because it feels very much like a breakup song, right? Like Emily's on tour with her. Taylor's constantly writing about her on her little blog. And then around the time that Emily gets fired, she stops, obviously stops writing about her. And then she goes on to write this song. The timeline okay. matches up. I mean, it does. Okay, can the, I play as someone who's not a huge Taylor Swift fan? Can I just play devil's advocate? Yes, but if you play devil's advocate on every point, we will be here all night. <laughs> so I'll make these points very brisk. All right. But, okay, so it could just be like that's like her bestie, like her her gal pal. Do you know what I mean? And she was like, oh, that was like we were super close. Yes. And then maybe she's like, maybe that did feel like a really 
hurtful, severed friendship. To yes. Her. And a friend breakups sometimes are more painful than a real breakup. But Jacob's mm. like, no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but the speculation has always been that they were more than friends. There has always been rumors just flying around that relationship. It's just interesting. It doesn't mean anything. And you're totally right. This is just, I'm okay. literally just giving facts. Okay. This one's, that one didn't really grasp my, um, it didn't really capture me. With uh, truth, I got it. But we'll move on to the next. Well, one. there's more. Okay. Proceed. So that was the first girl that she's ever linked to. And in the song, breathe, it says music starts playing at the end of a sad movie. It's the kind of ending you don't really want to see because it's tragedy and it'll only bring you down. Now, I don't know what to be without you around. And Emily married a man in 2012. Okay. I will go back. Hold on to those lyrics. They will okay. become important later. Okay. Holding. Next, we will need to talk about Diana Agron, who was Quinn on Glee. Do you know which one that is? I did not watch. Glee. Okay, doesn't is she the blonde cheerleader? Yes, but there's oh, like okay. yeah, a yeah. couple blonde cheerleaders. But I think you're thinking the right <laughs> okay, one. Yeah. So they were friends between 2011 and 2013, and during this time frame, Taylor was connected to Harry. They literally dated Styles. like a month. Yes. Okay. Taylor and Harry literally dated like a month, and then we were supposed to believe that the entire 1989 album what was about Harry. Like to Harry. Yeah, mm-hmm. but for a month, I don't think you're going to get yeah. a whole album out of that. But whatever. So. Well, she's well. Continue. Okay. So, uh, on the Red album, it was Everything Has Changed, Treacherous, Holy Ground, and Begin Again. They're all gender-neutral songs. Okay. Okay. Karina McKenzie, who's a writer for the TV show The Originals, which is like a Mm -hmm. CW show, tweeted that she thought the songs on 1989 were about Diana Agron. This was before the theory was a huge deal. And this lady is a writer like in that industry. And somebody tweeted her and said, who do you think these songs are about? And she said, Diana Agron in a tweet. Okay. There are a ton of other things that happened along this timeline with Diana and Taylor. But I'm just going to stick to the facts and no speculation. So Diana had an Alice in Wonderland tattoo and she used to have a Tumblr back when Tumblr was in its heyday in like 2013 Mm -hmm. and it was called, uh, it was fell down the rabbit hole. That was the name of her Tumblr. So she has since had her tattoo removed her. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm, I'm following. That was a sincere. Ooh. Yeah. So we're going to go to, but one of her songs name was rabbit hole. It's called oh. Wonderland. <laughs> but okay, you're, I was, you're, you're, I'm on the right track. You're on the right Very track. Alice in Wonderland tease. Okay, so we're going to skip forward to the 1989 album, or as Jacob liked to call it, 1975. <laughs> Taylor wrote a song called Wonderland. And the lyrics are literally, took a wrong turn and we fell down the rabbit hole, which was the name of Diana's mm. now deleted Tumblr account. The lyrics of the chorus are, we found Wonderland, you and I got lost in it, and life was never worse, but never better. Didn't they tell us, don't rush into things, didn't you flash your green eyes at me? Diana has green eyes, not for nothing. Didn't you calm my fears with a Cheshire cat smile? So basically, this whole song is about Alice in Wonderland. Now, go back to, Diana loved Alice in Wonderland, had a tattoo, got it removed. Mm. 
around this Cut, whole timeline. Yeah, it's okay. it's just it's a little it's a little surprising. And then okay, I'm trying to like this keep, one is definitely more convincing than the first one. Okay, I was trying to kind of keep relationships together. So if we skip forward to the Evermore album, which is the one that she released this past winter, there is a lyric on one of the songs called "Long Story Short." And she says, because I fell from the pedestal right down the rabbit hole. Long story short, it was a bad mm-hmm. time. Okay. So also worth mentioning that this has happened in the entertainment industry before. So Elton John, he married a woman in 1984. His team was aware that he was gay. Love Miss Elton. Okay. His team was, we, don't we all? We know. But his team was fully aware that he was gay and they had to marry a woman because it was good PR. Okay, there's another singer named Chelly Wright, who I can guarantee that you do not listen to. <laughs> Does not ring a bell. Yeah. Uh, she's a country singer. She was a little bit before our time. But she dated Brad Paisley. She publicly dated Brad Paisley. And she was a closeted lesbian at the time. And Brad has never spoken about it, ever. He's never said anything about it. And she recently said, by recently, I mean like 10 years ago, but she said... <laughs> We need our heroes. We need somebody big to stand up. How much more money and fame and success do we need? And there's another singer named Brooke Eden. She's a country singer as well. And her label told her not to come out. So she did anyway, but her label told her not to. And after the label was bought out, um, her girlfriend was recently in one of her music videos. So she's been dating a girl for several years and very much hid that since she's a country artist and that's not super marketable to be a country artist and be a lesbian. I'm just going to leave it at that. These are literally just facts. Okay. We're going to keep going. Okay. That's the end of the Diana one. We're moving on to Carly Claus. <laughs> not to be confused with Santa Claus. <laughs> it's K L O S S Claus. Mm-hmm. Not Claus. Who is she? It's Santa Claus, not Santa Claus. Girl, I got it. I'm, who, I have no idea who she is. She's a model. She's oh, okay. a Victoria's Secret model. Now, wait. Now, I do have to say that I now that we have sparked all this conversation, I do remember there was a slight scandal where I feel like Taylor was caught kissing a woman. Oh. At, is this her? This is her. <gasps> Proceed. Okay. So in 2013, Taylor and Carly met at the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Taylor sang with Fall Out Boy, but in 2014, Taylor was like the headliner of the Victoria's Secret fashion show, if you will. And Carly walked in both shows, but they met in 2013 and they just become like best friends. Okay. Carly and Taylor are inseparable. They literally do everything together. They do like interviews together. They have photo shoots together. They talk about how like they stay at each other's places all the time okay wait wait wait. what are they doing interviews together about oh being best friends they, yeah they okay. do like multiple interviews together they, they didn't film like hunger games together, no they you know did not I mean? they did that they did not so december 2014 they go to a 1975 concert the band not the album that you think taylor Correct, wrote no. <laughs> they go to a concert they are caught kissing. There's pictures and there's videos. Unfortunately, the footage is awful. It literally is like low res taken on like a first generation iPhone. For I'm not sure. sure what was happening. It's awful. No key. But a lot of people who were at the concert say that they saw this happen. Now, granted, that is speculation. That's hearsay. We don't really know. We'll never really know. But a lot of people 
have said that they all saw the same thing. So and was it confirmed that they were both at the concert? Oh, they were both there a hundred percent. It was them. So it wasn't like two just random people. No, it was like definitely them. them. Okay. And their teams tried like hell to fix this. So Taylor tweeted about it. And she said, for my 25th birthday, I would love if everyone would stop accusing me of dating my friends. Hashtag thirsty. Okay. Okay. No thoughts. Immediately, the two of them are like separated publicly. They've been inseparable, doing everything together. And now that this has hit, they're separated. They're not being photographed together anymore. I am not a pop star, so maybe my views on this would be totally different. But like if somebody thought they saw me kissing my friend and I wasn't doing it, I don't really care. I'm still going to hang out with my friend. I almost think it would have helped their case if they had still continued to hang out. But because... Or just owned it? Yeah. But because they very publicly stopped hanging out together, it kind of left everyone wondering, was there some truth to that? Yeah, yeah. So, the Victoria's Secret fashion show is actually filmed... December 2nd, but it doesn't air until a few weeks later. So the timeline goes, they film the Victoria's Secret fashion show, then the concert happens, they get caught kissing, then the fashion show airs. And the issue is that at the fashion show, Carly's running around on stage in underwear, and Taylor is like following her around, she smacks her ass, they're like holding hands for the whole show, and maybe like a couple weeks prior, they could have spun that as like, oh, they're best friends. But now on the heels of them being at a concert, allegedly making out. Yeah, okay. That now looks very flirty and kind of gay. So after that, it goes very private and very dark. So this is the 1989 album, okay? Okay. The album that people think Harry Styles inspired. After one month After of dating. Dated for a month. Yeah, exactly. Okay, right, right, right. This is not really a breakup album. She's pretty happy for the most part. So in the first song, it's Welcome to New York. And she says, when you can want who you want, boys and boys and girls and girls. And she was asked about this. Eh, fine. Cool. But when she's asked about this, she says, oh, I wrote this following gay marriage becoming legal in New York. Gay marriage became legal in New York in June 2011. Yeah, in like the Stone Age of New York. <laughs> and her album came out in October 2014. Yeah. Not the, not the mm, best. We're just going to yeah, keep... That's not a good explanation. Then she wrote a song called How You Get the Girl. Okay. Which talks about how you get the girl. And... Like... Oh, it's maybe like... Maybe it's like... Maybe she's writing it like... From the male's perspective. Like how she would like to get got. Yeah. Maybe. By man. But... Or Carly uh, Cross. Yeah. It's just, when you know all of this backstory, you start to look at it a little bit differently. Okay. Then she wrote a song called I Know Places, which is about like being in a relationship and you don't want anyone to know and you're hiding it. And you're hiding from like the paparazzi and stuff. When Harry and Taylor were dating, quote unquote dating, it was very public. Like the two of them were photographed in fucking Central Park together. Right. Like that's not really where you go to have like an incognito date. Right, yeah. And they're just like walking around in the middle of Central Park. So it doesn't make sense for that to be about Harry because they did not hide their relationship. And also what I learned about paparazzi when I lived in New York is 
often the celebrity calls a paparazzi on themselves. It's very odd. I worked at like a nice restaurant. Celebrity yes. calls paparazzi. I worked on at a really nice restaurant in Soho, and we'd have celebrities come in all the time. And then all of a sudden, the paparazzi would show up because the celebrities well, girl, was this like a D-list celebrity, or was this like Ariana Grande, like Bella and Gigi Hadid, mm, who know. call the paparazzi so that they can walk out and be photographed leaving a restaurant in Soho. Okay, I I, I mean like That's weird. it's very sure. odd, yeah. yeah. So again, if Harry and Taylor are walking around Central Park in a very public place, it just leads me to wonder how much are you trying to hide that? And then the song Wonderland, which we think was about Diana. There's a lot of links to being about back to, Diana. Back to the Alice theory. Yeah. yeah. Then there's a song called You Are In Love, which she says she wrote for Jack Antonoff and Lena Dunham back when they dated. I know. She wrote a song for them. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. It's already a little suspicious. Okay, basically the lyrics of the song are like realizing that you're falling in love with your best friend. Okay? And when she's saying this live on the Reputation Tour, I'll put this clip on my Instagram. But there's a fan video of somebody in the audience and Taylor changes the pronouns. So it's supposed to be like, you knew what it was, he is in love. And she changes the words to she is in love. Okay, makes sense. That's happened a few times that she has sang a song live and changed the pronouns to her or she instead of he. Not a huge deal, but kind of worth mentioning. It's a reach, but proceed. Okay, thank you, Jacob. I'm about to fire you. (laughs) So a lot of people think that during this time, like the 1989 era, she's quietly dating Carly and she's linked to lots of men. I do not really care. I don't, I really don't care, but it doesn't make sense because they're all super, super public. So Tom Hiddleston, remember that? Mm -mm. Okay. And (laughs) Calvin Harris. Yes. She's linked to both of these guys. Okay. So she's linked to these men during the time that people think she is still privately dating Carly. Okay. Like for the sake of this argument, Throw me a bone here. Okay. If Carly and Taylor had been dating and that's what they were able to go to lunch and do all these like very public outings under like the illusion of, oh, they're just best friends going on trips, romantic getaways to Big Sur and sleeping over each other's house and talking about like having a room at each other's place and all this stuff. But it's fine because they're just best friends. And then they go to the concert. They get caught kissing. I like how you say lunch is a public outing. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Like we don't go to lunch. No, they they went to. If they were not in love, they would not go to lunch. Okay, Jacob. (laughs) They went to a lot of restaurants in New York City. They both lived in New York City. That's also very much worth mentioning is that Taylor had moved to New York during this point and Carly lived in New York. Fair. So they're both in New York City. Right. Constantly seen together. After the concert, that stops. Being publicly photographed together stops. Okay. And now Taylor is publicly photographed with a lot of high profile men. And see, that annoys me because it's like, the media pushing this narrative like, oh, she dates so many guys. Like, why is she dating so many guys? And it's like, because y'all won't let her do what she actually wants to do. That's how I feel. Okay. So, Calvin Harris and her break up. They had a little bit of a 
tiff about writing credits. Taylor helps him write the song, This Is What You Came For, and she uses a pseudonym. And it ends up coming out that that actually is her. And he gets really upset and gets on Twitter. And is like, okay, you're trying to make me look bad, trying to make me look like I was trying to take this writing credit away from you. It was your idea to keep it a secret, blah, blah, blah. Not the first time he's gone on Twitter and said too much because a little while later, in a now-deleted tweet, he says, last year I grew a big old beard in order to be taken seriously by the Grammys as a producer. It worked to an extent. My producer of the year nomination came through and I was happy the beard was performing as well as I'd hoped. Unfortunately, this weekend, I've learned that even a new beard has its limitations. He goes on to say that he lost. A big old beard can only take you so far. Now the beard is gone. The experiment is completed. For those of you who don't know, a beard is what they call it when you have a fake relationship publicly to cover up the fact that you're gay. That is very odd wording for and him to have said been that gay terms with ashlyn yeah. <laughs> do you want to explain it i'll start over no you that makes it. sorry we had to cut the microphone because we got in a fight <laughs> very standard of our relationship very standard for our relationship anyway there's an english boy band called union j literally never heard of them but they were doing an interview i just showed jacob this clip they were doing an interview and the interviewer asks them are you going to have a beard like Taylor Swift? And the guy goes, I don't get it. Does Taylor Swift have a beard? And the other guy goes, oh, he's too young. Like, I'll explain it to him later. And he grabs his face and ex- tries to like whisper in his ear like what a beard is. And they do this on camera. And all the guys are like, oh, oh. And the interviewer just like looks at the camera with a knowing look. Again, might be nothing, but odd considering all. Mm-hmm. All that's gone on. All the rumors that have yeah. have been going around so next up is the reputation album this is the dark album the the one with the snake and like look what you made me do yeah yeah. i 100 percent believe that reputation is about carly Kloss, and you cannot convince me otherwise are you following i okay yeah go ahead i just thought it was about her reputation in general because she always gets shit for like random things exactly okay but it is a pretty happy album for the most part. And I think it sounds to me like an album that you would write when you are in love. And this is the timeline where people believe that she was privately dating. They're speculating that she's still privately dating Carly during this time. It's been years, right? This is 2017 at this point. Okay. All right. She's publicly linked to a guy named Joe Alwyn at this point. Joe is a no-name actor. He is starting out his career. He's very talented, but he, at this point, is not very well-known, doesn't have a career. Being linked to somebody like Taylor is absolutely going to put him on the map, change his life. To me, this looks, once again, like a mutually beneficial relationship. Joe is a an actor, kind of a no-name. He gets to be publicly linked to the biggest pop star in the world, and she gets her beard. Again, allegedly, but this would mean at this point that we now have two albums that are about some sort of relationship, and we are supposed to believe that they are about the one month of her dating Harry and now her new very private relationship with Joe. Several songs are about New York City, reference New York City, perfect example, Delicate, you know the song Delicate. Yeah. She says... 
dive bar on the east side where you at and everyone was like oh la she probably meant the east side of la oh, which like i guess she could yeah. but that's okay. when she lives in new york city and carly lives in new york city and she's talking about the east side was there an east side of new york like well like, there's the upper east side there's the lower east side oh, okay yeah carly lives in the west village she did. She recently moved out of her apartment, but she lived in the West Village. And Taylor lived on Cornelia Street, which is, I think, in Greenwich Village. I should know that. I used to walk it all the time. I'd walk past her apartment and like, take videos of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Humiliating. <laughs> Whatever. I love her. Okay. And then she talked about like third floor on the West Side, me and you. Carly lived on the West Side. Mm -hmm. In the West Village. Okay. It's Everyone's like, oh, the West Side of LA. Again, I'm like, okay, you yeah, guys are yeah. killing me. So there's a song called Dress, which is the gayest song on the album and the best one for this case. She says, our secret moments in a crowded room, they've got no idea about me and you. There's an indentation in the shape of you you made your mark on me a golden tattoo. Pause. Every time she mentions gold in any of her songs, everybody thinks it's linked to Carly. What's the golden tattoo mean? Is there like a... They did temporary golden tattoos and took a bunch of pictures. Just Google Carly Kloss golden tattoo. And they took a bunch of very like cuddly looking Polaroids that night. Back to the song dress. The lyrics are, say my name and everything just stops. I don't want you like a best friend. I personally have never that's had to clarify lyric. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an intense lyric. Personally, never had to clarify to a man. I don't want you like a best friend. It, I cannot say I have either. Yeah, yeah. The whole purpose of me reading those first lyrics of like our secret moments, like they've got no idea. Meanwhile, she's publicly dating Joe Allen, so saying like, oh, our secret moments, like they don't know, publicly dating someone. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm following, yeah. Lyrics are, everyone thinks that they know us, but they know nothing about all of this silence and patience, pining and anticipation. My hands are shaking from holding back from you. Oh, God. I know. Okay. Spicy. And then there's a song called New Year's Day where on several live performances, she has said, it's I want your midnights. And on several live performance that she says I want her midnights again I will link this on my Instagram so people can go listen for themselves and I would like to say delicate saying dive bar on the east side third floor on the west side that doesn't necessarily mean anything but that's how you talk about New York City the upper east side the lower east side you know what I mean and they both lived yeah. there it just and the any, math is mathing yeah the math is not mathing for a man who literally lives in London Joe lives, Joe's an English guy. Okay. He lives in London. Anytime you're mentioning New York, it doesn't make sense for people to be like, Wait, wow. so when they dated, Taylor was living in New York and he was living in London? Like, they never saw each other? I mean, I'm sure they saw each other, but it was just a Carly and Taylor both live in New York City. She's singing about, oh, oh. dive bars on the east side and Joe's yeah. fucking in London. And Joe's <laughs> and, okay. Yeah. yeah okay, following. you're following. So the Lover album comes out. This is... Is that this cardigan, my old cardigan? No, that's folklore. Oh, Lover is the gay trailer park music video. 
You need to calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Lover, she's still with Joe at this point. I personally believe at this point she and Carly were done. Like they had absolutely broken up. And I don't know the details surrounding that. Like I have no idea. But they're definitely done. She's definitely moved on. The speculation in, in this community that thinks the same way I do thinks that Lover was like a last ditch effort to Carly to like try to get her back. Obviously, there's no way to know that. Okay. But she is still publicly with Joe at this time. So the song Cruel Summer, she says, devils roll the dice, angels roll their eyes. Carly was a Victoria's Secret angel. She says, I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. That's interesting. What part, what secret yeah. are you keeping about Joe? Everyone knows publicly that you're dating him. Okay. She says, I snuck in through the garden gate every night that summer just to seal my fate. And I scream for whatever it's worth. I love you. Ain't that the worst thing you ever now, heard? I do remember one time we had a brief conversation about this and you said something along the lines of she, Carly or Taylor was like sneaking in the back door, Carly's townhouse mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that. Am I right? Am I on the right track? You're on the right track. She Ooh, was sneaking okay. in the back garden gate of Carly's West village apartment. Interesting. Was photographed there very often. I was going to say someone took a picture. Yeah, there was a lot of paparazzi photos. Now, we at the time were like, oh, they're just best friends. She's just going in over there all the time. But she constantly was going through the back gate of Carly's West Village apartment. Next is the song The Man, which is basically like if I was a man, I wouldn't have to prove myself so much which she's totally right but one of the lyrics is talking about getting bitches and models and she's basically saying like oh if i was a guy i could talk about all this stuff but since i'm a girl i can't but isn't that interesting that she chose to put that in her song yeah like oh if i was if i was if i was a guy i could talk about getting bitches and models but because i'm not i can't well i see what you're saying but i also see what she's saying i do too i mean i see both sides but it's it has to go it has to go in the theory okay Next is Cornelia Street, which is the street I used to walk up and down and take pictures out. Literally stalk Taylor. (laughs) No, she'd already moved out. (laughs) By the time I moved to New York, she wasn't living there anymore. I only did it like four times. (laughs) I just wanted to see it. (laughs) I needed to have... I literally only did it a thousand times. Yeah, I needed to have like an Enneagram 4 moment and I would like listen to Taylor Swift's song and walk past it. (laughs) Did you say Enneagram 4 moment? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That took me a minute. Okay. Okay. So Cornelia Street. It's a street in New York that Taylor lived on. Yeah. She's basically talking about like, if I ever lose you, I will never walk on the street again. Those are the lyrics. I'll never walk Cornelia Street again. During the time that Taylor lived on Cornelia Street, she was not with Joe. The timeline's wrong. Once again, Carly lived in New York City at the time. They both lived, the time that when Taylor lived in the Cornelia Street apartment, Carly lived in the West Village. Joe was nowhere to be found. They were not dating yet. So for her to be saying, like, if I ever lose you, I will never walk on the street again. Who are you talking about, girly? Yeah. I'm just going to keep going. Okay. This album is literally all about New York City. She says, um, baby, I get mystified at how the city screams your name. Where in New York City is it screaming Joe Allen? It's not screaming Joe, girl. <laughs> no, you didn't yeah, even know who that was. Not. But Carly's a model and she's on like all these billboards. Like she's everywhere. She's on the front cover of magazines. She's everywhere. And Joe 
is not intertwined with New York really whatsoever. And during this time, Carly is now linked to Josh Kushner, who she's now married to. Are you following? Following. Okay. So she has a song called Death by a Thousand Cuts. I think this is the most like damning evidence on this album. There's a book called The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. This book is about a gay woman who is publicly linked to a lot of men, gets married a lot to a lot of men, but is in love with a woman and kind of just has to hide it her whole entire career. There is a line from the book that says, Celia may have left me in a huff, but it was death by a thousand cuts. Taylor wrote a song on the Lover album called Death by a Thousand Cuts. That could be a coincidence. That's very particular wording. I haven't asked her. I'll text her really quick. Okay, the next song is You Need to Calm Down, which is the one where she's in the trailer park. And it's a gay community. Everybody in in the trailer park that's living there with her is... Like a gay icon. It's the guys from Queer Eye. Right. It's, what's the ice skater? The man? Oh, Adam Rapon. Yeah. I, I knew him. you'd know who that was. Yeah. Haley Kiyoko. I've not known a single person you've listed other than Adam Rapon. Haley Kiyoko, the yeah, singer. You know her. who she is. Yeah. So it's all like famous gay people. I think it's worth mentioning for a woman who loves her clues, Taylor is living in the community with them. They all live together in this gay community and Taylor lives in the community with them in the music video. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Her hair at one point is blue, pink and purple, which is the color of the, those are the colors of the bisexual flag. And she has a, a full outfit that's blue and pink and purple. Okay. Now that could just be her showing her support. But also interesting that in the song, she literally says, shade never made anybody less gay. And everybody's like, wow, what an ally. (laughs) (laughs) Also, in the Miss Americana Netflix documentary, she's talking about the Lover album. They're making the Lover album at the time. Right. And she talks about the song Me with Brendan Urie. And yeah, Mm -hmm. she is talking about how She wants the music video to be everything that makes her her. And she goes, I want it to be like my cats and I'm riding a unicorn and cowboy boots and country music and gay pride. Everything that makes me, me. Okay. And it made the documentary. They left it in. Quick pause. Mm -hmm. So again, I'm just going to circle back around to my devil's advocate. As you have been doing this entire time. (laughs) So... Taylor also does just seem like a huge gay ally. Like Ariana Grande, like she always makes it a point to make sure that the LGBT community is like represented in whatever, in like her work. So Taylor could also, in maybe a more forced way, be trying to do the same thing. Just food for thought, she could be a bisexual queen. Who knows? proceed (laughs) i can talk now thank you so much (laughs) king princess i also love king princess she had on her instagram story she's filming 
the me music video. Like she's watching it on YouTube and filming it on her phone on Instagram. Okay. Did I explain that in a confusing way? No. And on the scene where they're all in like pastels, like pastel suits dancing, that's my favorite part of the whole music video. King Princess says, the lesbian visibility scene. As she's filming that. For those of you who don't know, King Princess is a lesbian artist. Like that's kind of her thing. All of her songs are about women. She's out. Right. Thought that was interesting that she says that about another artist. Okay, I really don't think anything else on Lover is that damning. So we're going to move to Folklore, which I think is maybe her gayest album. Yes. I mean, that is a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty gay. Even if, what is interesting is that she got called out because there's a song that's clearly about a girl. We'll get there. And is that Cardigan? No, it's Uh-oh. Betty. The song's literally called <laughs> Betty. Well, she didn't try to make that discreet. Yeah. And when she got called out on it, her explanation is, I wrote a fictional love triangle between three high school students. I'm sorry. There, just nothing about that makes sense to me. Absolutely nothing about that makes sense to me, which is what we're going to, what we're going to dive into. into. Okay. So the song Cardigan. You know this one. I do. You want to sing all parts? Okay, those are not the right words. Stop. <laughs> God, I'm going to cut that out. She says, high heels on cobblestones. High heels on High heels. I don't even know what that is. High heels. Do you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> Just start, what are high heels? <laughs> the things you wore every time you got drunk. <laughs> Girl, can I try those on? What are cobblestones? Like a cobblestone street. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah. So basically she's talking about like high heels on cobblestones, dancing in your Levi's, drunk under a street light. None of that sounds very masculine to me. I'm not saying that guys can't dance under a street light or whatever, but don't you think that sort of sounds girly, for lack of better wording? Mm, I mean... Mate, I'm just confused. I, honestly, this is the one song on the album that I have listened to, <laughs> and I just still to this day don't know what it means. She's talking about it to me. It gives you like, oh, he threw her in the trash, yeah. and now he's pulling her out like a cardigan under her bed that's dusty or something. Okay, do I get? Do I? Ha- am I on the right track? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's fine. Basically, the whole point is like this is the first song that she says. Okay. allegedly is in the love triangle song it's cardigan oh you're saying the whole album is a love triangle between she three wrote people. three songs specifically that she says are a love triangle between three uh, high schoolers okay. and then she said all these songs are like sort of little fairy tales and made-up stories the whole album which could be true it could yes, just be a but the whole story. album is pretty Gay, Gay. yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm so it's kind of interesting that the one album she said, "Oh, this is actually not real," is the one that's yeah. real gay. Okay. So, in Cardigan, she basically is singing. High heels on cobblestones could be her talking about herself, but it's just interesting because she's talking about the other person. Okay. I don't know. I'm following. She says, "Chase two girls, lose the one." 
And then later when she was covering up her mistake, she was like, oh, it's I was thinking about a 17 year old boy named James who chased two girls and lost one of them. Was one of them Betsy? Betty. (laughs) Betty. Okay. Betty, James, and I guess Augustine was the other name that she Mm. made up. Beautiful name. (laughs) Okay. So the song Exile. Okay. She sings this one with Bon Iver. And she says, okay. it's it's basically just a relationship ending. Very haunting, very sad. This is also a pretty sad album. Yeah, I would agree. Which would make sense if you just lost the love of your life who is now married to a man and just had a baby. Yeah. Let me rephrase when I said I didn't listen to the album. I mean, I literally played through it and I was like, this is depressing as shit. And then I never listened to it again. It's beautiful though. It is pretty. It's pretty. I'm going to make you like it. We'll get there. (sighs) Okay. We can listen to it. Great. Thank you. That's what I wanted to hear. So the song Exile, it's a really sad breakup song, but she says, I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. Now let's go back to the beginning when I was talking about oh God, the look on your face like the you're about to wrap it all up. <laughs> starts playing like the end of a sad movie. Okay. It's the kind of ending you don't really want to see cuz it's tragedy and it'll only bring you down. And then now all these years later, she has a song that says, "I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending." The first time she wrote that was when she and Emily's relationship ended. Whether friendship, dating, whatever, their relationship ended, she wrote about that. And then Emily ended up marrying a man. Then Diana ended up marrying a man. Now Carly has ended up marrying a man. And there is a theme that when this happens, we're getting very sad breakup songs. Are you following? I am following. Jacob had too many white claws and he's trying to not burp (laughs) into the microphone. That was one of Ashlyn's one of three rules. (laughs) So I'm really trying to follow it. Yeah, what I say? Don't burp into the microphone. Don't it snort. Has been so tempting. Don't snort and <laughs> don't make me look bad in front of the gay community. <laughs> don't slander my name. Yeah, it is making sense though. Like that's a, that's a good point. Thank you. Next is a song called Seven, which is about like two little kids, and I. It's my least favorite one on the album, but basically she's talking about like your dad is like mad all the time and you should run away with me. But she talks about like loving this person and it's clearly a girl because she's talking about like your braids. It's clearly two little girls. And she says, you won't have to cry or hide in the closet. And everybody was like, "Mm." well, that could also be like, you know, like, like a domestic situation. It could be. Again, just just Jacob devil's advocate. Could we have hid somewhere else besides the closet? Because the attic yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay next is the song Alyssa Affairs do you know this song are you familiar with this song Alyssa Affairs Alyssa oh (laughs) I was like wait there must be a fourth woman that (laughs) she missed out okay the song Alyssa Affairs she's talking about having an affair with a woman make sure no one sees you it sounds like she's talking about having an affair with a woman because her terminology is odd she says Take the road less traveled. Tell yourself you can always stop. So she's talking about the other person. And then she says, leave the perfume on the shelf that you picked out just for him. Which I think that sounds like Taylor telling the person 
leave your perfume at home. Like, I don't want to smell like you. No one, yeah. no one can know that we were together. Yeah. So you leave no trace behind like you don't even exist. She says, that's the thing about illicit affairs. They show their truth one single time, but they lie. Don't call me kid. Don't call me baby. Look at this godforsaken mess that you made me. Look at this idiotic fool that you made me. You taught me a secret language I can't speak with anyone else. And you know damn well I'd ruin myself a million little times. Mm. It's interesting. It's it's almost like, okay, girl, like these lyrics are a little too deep for you to have no affiliation with Thank having this you. type that of situation. Thank you. That was what going. I was looking for. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Okay, I'm gonna skip August, which is the other part of the love triangle, because there's nothing like gay about it. Okay. It's just supposed to be the other part of the story. Like the other girl. Right, Cardigan's right. one of the girls. August is the other girl. I wanna go to Betty. The song is literally Taylor singing to someone named Betty. Basically, she says she is singing about how she loves Betty and she wants Betty and she messed up and picked the wrong person and she wants Betty to take her back. And then she really quickly says when she's talking about how like the fling started, she says that this other girl like drove by and said, James, get in cluing in the audience that Taylor is seeing it from the perspective of someone named James. Okay. There's a few things that I would like to mention. Taylor is named Taylor after the singer, James Taylor. So James could easily be mm, reference okay. referencing Taylor herself. Also in the song, she mentions someone else named Inez. James and Inez are the names of uh, Blake Lively's babies. And they're both girls. Okay. So James can be a girl. James can be a girl's name. Yeah. So she says in this song that she's she's James and she's singing to Betty. But Taylor's named after James Taylor. Where does Blake Lively play into this? <laughs> Blake Lively's <laughs> daughter's names are James and Inez. So the whole point of you just saying James can also be a daughter's yes, name. Yes. And she mentions James and Inez in this song. Okay. I'm following. Okay. Basically, whole song is her singing to a girl. And the first time I heard it, my jaw dropped because obviously we had not been told the little tale about this being about 17 year olds. So I was like, I think Taylor just came out. Like she wrote a song about a girl. And then she came up forward and was like, you guys cracked the code. I wrote about three teenagers in love. And I was like, okay. After Taylor released Folklore, which was... I guess end of July, beginning of August, 2020. Okay. So last summer, she released Evermore last December. That's kind of unheard of to release two albums that close together. Right. These were all new songs. Everything okay. since Evermore has been re-recordings of her masters, so I don't need to get into that. Are you following? Following. Okay. Most notable, I think, is the song Happiness. Okay. Which you don't know because you... Do not. I did not Do even not. know she released this album. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the most damning on this album. Okay. So she says, there'll be happiness after you, but there was happiness because of you. Both of these things can be true. There's happiness. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. I just okay, wanted like to read that, that too because yeah, I think yeah. it's beautiful. It has That's nothing cute. to do with my theory. So 
she says in this song, she talks about seven years. I think she actually does it twice. And that would have been the timeline between when she met Carly to when this album was released. Okay. Joe, even if she's been with him this whole entire time, she's first of all still with him. So this is not a song about them breaking up. Okay. And they have not been together for seven years. Right. But she's still, and she's still with him publicly. So the fact that the timeline of seven years lines up with her and Carly perfectly. All I'm saying about the seven years thing is that Jacob doesn't want to talk about this anymore. But I just think. (laughs) No, I'm just trying to understand. She talks about being with someone for seven years, like, or knowing them for seven years, giving them seven years, loving them seven years, and the whole thing falling apart. Based on the timeline, this lines up with no other relationship except for Carly. And the song is so painful. There was happiness because of you. There's happiness after you. The song is, it's brutal. It's like what you're saying. How can you sing this and have absolutely no personal? I also haven't heard the song though. So I'm also thinking maybe like, okay, maybe if I listen to it. I'm going to make you listen to all of these. That's coming next. So there's two more on this album that I think are worth mentioning. And it's a song of, it's an album of 17. And I'm really only pulling three because like I said, I don't want to do like too much speculation. Okay. So there's a song called Ivy, which is another song about her having an affair. Isn't that interesting? There are lots of affairs. Yeah. This is the second affair song. And she's talking about how she's married to a man and she wants someone else. Um, my pain fits in the palm of your freezing hand, taking mine, but it's been promised to another. My house of stone, your ivy grows, and now I'm covered in you. Uh, he's in the room. Your opal eyes are all I wish to see. He wants what's only yours. What would he do if he found us out? He's going to burn this house to the ground. I'll live and die for moments that we stole on begged and borrowed time. So tell me to run or dare to sit and watch what will become and drink my husband's wine. You're not at all convinced that there have been two songs about affairs and sneaking around. You think it's like straight affairs? I mean, like, it, okay, so hear me out. You have to also keep in mind, like, the Taylor is very, cre- she's very creative. So, like, maybe she really did make up this elaborate story in her head and, like, make these, because emo- you can make a song about anything. Absolutely. Like, you can make up this dramatic emotional story. Absolutely. I mean, look at books, right? Yes, it's, Jacob, that's how that works. <laughs> I love how I said that. That was, like, the, I said that, like, it was a deep thing. Like, let's, let's take a look at books. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... <laughs> No but one's like, ever like, thought that before. No, I know that I, I know that I probably just tapped into a lot of y'all's minds right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like these authors. How many come times up with- did you fail economics? <laughs> <laughs> these authors make up these crazy elaborate stories and turn them into these amazing books. And it's like, I mean, I'm sure that Taylor as an artist could do the same thing with her music she totally could that's why i'm literally only giving that was on point i think that came out way stupider (laughs) it did did and i'm leaving it okay last song is one called right where you left me this is my last okay yeah gay evidence song she says friends break up friends get married 
I'm right where you left me. Blah, 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 blah. I'm right where you left me. I'm still at the restaurant. Still sitting in the corner I haunt. Right when I felt the moment stop, glass shattered on the white cloth. Everybody moved on. I stayed there. Carly got married to a man and they had a Jewish wedding. You break the glass on the white cloth. Do you know what I'm talking about? That's like one of those traditions. Friends break up. Friends get married. Glass shattered on the white cloth. I feel like that's pretty damning evidence. Was she invited? Do you know Taylor was invited to the wedding? She did not go. She was not there. Oh, interesting. I know. Is that not interesting? Was she invited to another Jewish wedding? (laughs) I don't know, Jacob, (laughs) once again. You really need to get an interview with her and ask her these questions. Did she read the book of Evelyn Harry? (laughs) Harolyn? She said, did you ever hear about the girl who got frozen? Time went on for everybody else. She won't know it. She's still 23 inside her fantasy, how it was supposed to be. She was 23 when she met Carly, and that was seven years ago, which ties in with the happiness mm, theory. Yeah. Like, again, when I heard that one, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's outing herself about this. Do you think maybe, like, Taylor um, and Carly had this relationship, and they were, like, besties till the end of time, and, like, they did all this stuff together. They became super close. But maybe, like, Taylor wanted more, and Carly didn't. Potentially, it, I mean, it could be because anything. it sounds like it sounds like Taylor's like, girl, she's stuck. She's. Stuck. I mean, if this is a friendship, like she's stuck on it. Exactly, which is why I do not think it's a friendship. Okay, the last piece of evidence, I'm going to put this on, like my Instagram, so people can hear it. I just showed this to Jacob because I'm trying to convince him. I don't know what the copyright rules are, so I'm not going to play it into in the microphone. But Jack Antonoff, who is someone that Taylor Swift collaborates with. He's cute, by the way. I didn't know what he looked like. Yeah, he's very cute. Proceed. He is a producer. Uh, He's in the band Bleachers, and he collaborates with Taylor on most of her projects. And he got interviewed and was asked, you know, is someone going to say that you were, like, trying to hook up with all these girls that you're working with? Or I'm paraphrasing. And Jack says, no. I like women in particularly gay women. And the interviewer says, is Taylor Swift gay? And Jack starts to panic. He, I mean, you heard it. He panics. Yeah, he was he, a little panicky. He's like, oh, no, but I work with Tegan and Sarah a lot and they're both gay. It's just an odd. It was, it was a very odd response. It was an odd response. So with all this knowledge, and there was like, okay, there's a singer named Fletcher who also is a. I love Fletcher. I also love Fletcher. Okay. She's queer. Did you know that? I did not know She's that. not straight. I love her music. I don't, but I don't think she identifies as a lesbian. I, a lot of her songs are about men. I think she's dated both. Okay. But I think she recently had her heart really broken by a woman. So she got on an Instagram live and was talking about how she went to Taylor Swift's birthday party and Taylor was drinking in old fashion and she said, I know I'm drinking a guy's drink. And Fletcher said, yeah, but you're the man. And Taylor's like, yeah, you're right, I'm the man. And then Fletcher said she wrote in one of her songs, sipping on her like an old fashioned because she wanted to like give a nod to Taylor Swift. Mm. A little gay. It's a little gay. I could, I could see. I could see. It's a little gay. 
And then the whole thing with King Princess saying, oh, lesbian visibility scene. And like, there's another singer called The Girl in Red. And it's kind of a TikTok trend right now to say like, do you listen to The Girl in Red? Meaning, are you a lesbian? And Taylor posted a screenshot of her listening to a song by The Girl in Red on her Instagram story. Again, all this was speculation, but I just want to hear what your thoughts are. I worked really hard compiling this evidence, so I hope you... <laughs> and this was a college thesis. <laughs> it if was. I've ever seen one. <laughs> it was. It was. Go ahead. But I mean, okay. I think based on... And you're going to have to correct me on names. Okay. Based on our Alice in Wonderland bullshit, mm-hmm. like all the rabbit hole, mm-hmm. the jumping down the whatever... Was she the gold star or was that Carly? Carly is gold. Okay, we'll get to her. I think that she definitely dated, um, or not dated, not dated. I think she was definitely interested Miss Woman from Glee. Okay, Diana. I think especially because after the controversy came out, she removed the tattoo and then Taylor continued to reference that mm-hmm. in her songs. I think that's a little shady. Mm-hmm. Moving on to Carly. I think that... Taylor as an artist should at least be aware that if she is specifically mentioning time periods and it is correlating to the time when she knew this Carly girl Mm -hmm. to a T Mm -hmm. and events are lining up and we're using street names, we're using areas. She has to at least be aware that that's going to be perceived as, and she's, and she's using it in like, not a sexual way, but she's using it as in, in like a way that like that's inferring that she is super interested in. It's this romantic and more uh, romantic. She she's using it in a way that's it's implying that it's way more than a friendship. This isn't me writing a song about my friendship with Jacob Street, right? You know, because like... that that song would be so stale. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like like I don't think you guys understand. I had to turn the <laughs> microphone off because we started to fight. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> Multiple times. But it's like... He said when we get to the end of this, we're going to have three minutes of usable audio. <laughs> Y'all, at the beginning, she started clipping shit left and right, snip, snip, snip. Yeah, because you were saying extremely <laughs> offensive things. This podcast would have been sued for libel and slander <laughs> within the first five minutes. Thank you. <laughs> But no, anyway, so I think that Taylor as an artist, especially being such an A-list celebrity, she has to at least be aware that like these references, people are going to pick up on that Mm -hmm. shit, right? Yes. But I do think I will say 60% of your evidence, I would say, is reaching and or speculative. Yeah, but but, I, for, but the other 40, I'm like, that's like, why would she say that? Or why would someone say that? Or you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which makes me think like that's that's a that's a decent percentage leaning towards. OK, girl, like where we lean in. Yeah. OK, so you 100 percent don't believe the first one. Yeah. The girl from her band. Yeah. You do realize the reason why people think she got fired is because they think she and Taylor had a thing. I get I get that. But because Emily came out and said she never really was given a reason as to why she got let go. She just got let go. The two of them are super close, do everything together. I mean, I get it. And then all of a sudden she just gets fired. But that could be for a multitude of reasons. Like 
you can't just automatically say, oh, this, like, let me line this up with my narrative. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's fair. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm always going to line it up with it my narrative. It could be. It could be. It could also not be. Okay. Diana, the girl from Diana, Glee. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a, a, a 50-50. Okay. Carly. Carly's more like a 70-30. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I think Carly definitely, like, the, I think Taylor was stuck on that girl. Like, she yeah. was stuck. <laughs> you say? because like girl like you are like writing about carly in your albums and then like we are 10 years down the road and you're mm-hmm. still writing about her like seven years ago <laughs> you know what i mean it's like it's just a lot it would just be hard for me to believe that she was that heartbroken over a friendship you know what yeah. i mean because bitch like i've cut friends out of my life and gotten over them about mm-hmm no and friend breakups can be very can painful be hard, right but to be singing about the hurt the way that she was singing it again i've never heard some of the songs that you're referencing so i don't know i'm just going based off the lyrics well i would say right where you left me in happiness are the best two examples because in both times she mentions the exact same time frame time frame seven years and being 23 when we met which is the exact same time frame of when taylor was in a relationship with Carly, whether it was a friend relationship or a dating relationship. It's the exact yeah. same time frame. Yeah. Joe was nowhere to be seen. He was in London. Yeah, he was in London. Right. So. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So after Carly. After Carly. After Carly, there's no one. We just had the Evermore and the Folklore album. Yes. And there were some, and we think that the Evermore album these this betsy lou augustana <laughs> and justine justin you made all those things <laughs> up that's not that's not who they are we think that she's just really referencing carly yes and an affair situation yes okay which i can see but again that's a reach i think that the the there was a reputation and the one before that i think that's a little bit more realistic those references because that was around the same timeline that it was going on well i'm also not saying i think she had an affair that's a huge accusation i'm saying i think it's interesting that the person you were linked to got married and now you're writing several songs about an affair the way that i would interpret that is like you can't have this person because it's not just like you've broken up. Now they're married to somebody else. So like the pain that would come with that and you would probably want to write about like the only way that you could see yourself having them. I mean, again, let's circle back around to the books example. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, <laughs> books. God. Have we read a book? Okay. I'm going to wrap it up here. I'm going to do a part two. There's things I've forgotten to mention about Taylor in this episode, but also I want to do an episode on like, beards in hollywood slash pr relationships in general because i just don't think we realize the magnitude at which we are told people are together when they're really not and it like goes on for years sometimes so i don't want you guys to think i'm roasting jacob on the spot because i have already cleared this with him i asked him to share honestly the funniest story i've ever heard in my life oh my god okay y'all so basically one time when I was in college, I literally, I want to say this was literally like my senior year. And I had, I was fresh out of the closet. Like I had just probably came out to my friends like a week before this event took place. And I probably. Not me. He came out to me two years earlier and <laughs> had me lie to everybody. 
<laughs> he's running around in my infinity. coming out stories for a different podcast <laughs> he's running around in infinity scarves and i was like no he is straight <laughs> oh. well i had had all my friends over i probably had like what would you say it was probably like 12 people in my apartment that sounds right well i won't say my but me and my roommate's yeah. apartment and we were all hanging out like we were chilling we were having some drinks and i was playing music through my bluetooth speaker and i was like okay well y'all like i i'm just i'm i'm tired i'm going to bed like i'm just gonna roll on into my room so i go on into my room and as what any normal hormonal uh college male student does they turn their phone on and flip to some uh adult films Mm -hmm. uh, of gay nature in Mm -hmm. my case. (laughs) (laughs) Again, fresh out of the closet. Fresh. Um, Fresh. So I'm watching, you know, said film and um, I was like, hmm, like this should have audio. I don't know like what's going on, whatever. So I'm like (laughs) watching just like the, the video I was like, whatever, like, this is weird. I just don't like watching this, the audio. I have my headphones in. And like, you, like, flipping, I was like adjusting the volume, like up, down, up, down, <laughs> minimum, maximum, minimum, maximum. So I'm like, let me just like try a different video. Maybe this is just one of that ones that doesn't have the audio. So I go to a different video and I'm like, odd, multiple videos with no sound. I don't know, whatever. I'm like three minutes in and I'm like, I all of a sudden start hearing odd noises that really sound similar to what should be playing through the phone. (laughs) Roll up to my door and I heard it and it all of a sudden clicked with me that what I was playing was coming out of the Bluetooth speaker (laughs) that was sitting nice and snug in the living room on the countertop with all 12 of my friends. Sitting around listening to it, <laughs> letting me suffer. So I had two choices in that moment. I said, I can either jump out my window out of the third floor, <laughs> the third story of my apartment and end it. <laughs> but I chose to be the bigger person. And I walked right out into that living room and I said, well, we all do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... I was humiliated that day. That was probably the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me in my life. My friend straight up rolled a Bluetooth speaker onto my door of me watching videos. <laughs> videos. Of certain nature. Of gay, gay nature. nature. <laughs> gay nature, if you will. Oh. I have never in my days. You know what I love is that that's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you, and I just got you to say it on a podcast. I know. like <laughs> Into a microphone. <laughs> It's so good though. I'm crying. I I'm hate crying. that. I hated that moment so much. Jacob, but it is so funny. I don't care. What's really hilarious is that was the plot of like a TV show. And you I showed, showed it to Jacob. To it's on later. an episode of Love. I think someone submitted that. I'm like, the fact that this happened on a TV show is like a funny ha ha moment. And like, this happened to me in real life. Is not it was bad. not funny when it happened to you. Was not. When I tell you, I sat there li- paralyzed. <laughs> For about 30 seconds, because I didn't know what to do. I mean, yeah, it's awful. That's oh, well, awful. It is what it is. I it mean, is what it is. I've done worse, I guess. You definitely have done worse. Maybe. Much worse than that. Yep. <laughs> um, so on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please let me know what your thoughts are. If I've convinced you about the very 
mysterious relationship between Misty Swift and Carly. I would like to hear your thoughts. Jacob, thank you so much. Thank you. I love you. Love you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm your host, Ashlyn Galloway. I know I sound crazy, but I'm usually right.